All right, big shout out to all our people who are scattered here, there and everywhere. who will be watching us. We love you and we'll see you when you get back. Um, truth is, this, this concept of Easter eggs, there, there are when you understand Easter eggs as being something planted within a story by the originator to let you know that all this roots back to one source. That's the reason for it. And the truth is, there are Easter eggs scattered throughout life, uh, throughout your life, and there are Easter eggs scattered throughout the Bible. Uh, in fact, the Apostle Paul, or, or shall I say after the last guy, the Apostle Paul confirmed this almost 1,900 years ago. And this is what he said, writing to the Corinthians, Jews demand a miraculous sign, a miraculous Easter egg. Greeks look for wisdom, an academic Easter egg. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews who are looking for something else, Foolishness to the Gentiles who are looking for something else, but to those who God has called, both Jews and Greeks and English people and Americans and black and white and, and whatever you are, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. And this, this is the key bit. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Now, the issue of that is what might look foolish and weak to you is not that way. Because God's foolishness is wiser than man's wisdom. And God's weakness is stronger than man's strength. Now, it's the foolishness of love which we call blind. How many of you know people say love is blind? The reason we say love is blind is because love has a foolishness to it that we all appreciate because it makes it blind to the things that we might think would stop the lover loving us. That's the foolishness of love. And the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, who would make rules as to how you should be loved. And God's weakness stronger than man's strength, it's the weakness of humility, which we call kindness. Kindness is not weakness, but kindness can look awfully white, like weakness when we experience kindness to the degree that God shows kindness to you and to me. Now, many things that look random in their occurrence are sincerely not. Now, by that I don't mean that God is the great puppet master in the sky who controls us and controls everything. But just like the creators of the Pixar movies who put within movies little things to let you know that the creator was involved and the creator is there and that there is part of this story that might not seem to be part of the story but actually is because it's pointing you to the place of the source from which the power of the story comes. It's a bit like that random occurrence in our life that are sincerely not, particularly the ones that touch our lives personally. I have become more and more aware of Easter eggs in my life. For example, we, when we were creating, just put the lights up just for a moment, the house lights. When we were creating Q, we, we got this thing about the baobab tree, which you can see over there. The wisdom is like a baobab tree. No one individual can embrace it. And it's like all of a sudden, when that came to us, it's like we were seeing baobab trees everywhere because it was an Easter egg from the Creator. And even in a thrift store, 
in Murray, Utah, on the outskirts of Salt Lake City. I'm wandering around, and what do I see? After we have just been to Disney, and we have been to Animal Kingdom, and at the center of Animal Kingdom is a tree called the Tree of Life, which is the baobab tree. I'm walking around this thrift store, and looking me in the face is a Disney plate in perfect condition, may I add? with the baobab tree, the tree of life, right on it. Now, to you, that might have meant nothing. There are only two people it meant something to. Number one is the people who troll those thrift stores every day to get stuff that they can sell on eBay. Because they buy it for $1.50, which is brilliant. But they missed it. Why did they miss it? Because it was an Easter egg planted for yours truly that related to the encouragement of the direction we were going to show that the writer of the story can put into my story whenever and wherever he wishes things that will tell me it's okay. I told you another one that we... When, when we were looking, we now have a, a little place that we're working from because we, we've got some things we need to do in Salt Lake City, Utah. And when we were looking for uh, what that meant, I was 40 miles away and I said, oh God, if we're supposed to do something here, if we're supposed to have a base, you've got to show me where it is and what it is and you've got to give me a clear understanding. So I put a random address in the sat-nav, the Satan Navigation, which I rebuke the devils in it every day, but this day it was okay. Um, I put a random address in, I went to the random address, I stopped the vehicle at the address, I looked out of the windscreen of the car and they're looking at me in big letters on the side of this apartment building was, live here. An Easter egg. Might not have meant anything to you or people driving by, but to me, it showed that the writer of the script, the one who runs the program was interested in my life. Now, they're all over the Bible as well. I'm not going to give you a lot because I'm not doing a long preach. But these things are full of meaning everywhere. For example, the Jewish Passover that the Jews celebrated, full of meaning because in them taking a lamb and that lamb being important to their their being delivered from Egypt, it, it was an Easter egg about the lamb that was to come, about the last Passover, the one we celebrate Today, there are things like one day the children of Israel are going across the desert and they find some water because they're thirsty and they want to drink the water, but the water's bitter. So God says to Moses, cut down a stick and throw the stick into the water. And when he threw the stick in the water, the bitter waters became sweet. That was an Easter egg about how the cross, when it comes into the bitterness of our life, makes the water sweet and changes everything. I could give you loads of these. Manna, they got bread. Where did the bread come from? Above, it was God saying, there's bread coming to you from outside the natural source of provision that will descend into your life and will give you life because of what it is. What about Jonah? I don't know whether the story of Jonah is literal or not. It doesn't matter. But a fish swallowed Jonah. And for three days he was in the belly of the fish. It's an Easter egg. The story's an Easter egg. That Jesus would be three days in the belly of the earth, as he said, and on the third day he would rise again. They're all over the place to show us that the author, the director, the producer, the one who makes the movie, the one who ties it all together, is involved in everything. And in those things, he puts Easter eggs. And our job is to find the Easter eggs. Now, let me say one last thing. If all the Easter eggs in my life were chocolate... I would weigh 20 stone.
Okay, in a minute or two, we're uh, going to wrap up with uh, Joel singing a song that I think will speak to where many of you are in the context of your life and in the context of, of Easter. Our theme has been Easter eggs, those things embedded in life, embedded in the story, that are pointers that take us back to the originator, back to the creator, back to the one who actually is involved in all of our story in a, in a wonderful way. The, for the first few centuries, in fact, I could say for the first thousand years, but that's a story for another day. This, this fledgling group of people that we know of the church were not obsessed with the crucifixion. They were actually obsessed with the resurrection because all of them had been touched by a religion in a way that talked about their weakness, their failure, and uh, it was based on death and blood and sacrifice, which has a significance and a meaning. But the freshness of Easter, the freshness of Jesus' message was not in that he died because uh, lots of messiahs were arrested and crucified, not just Jesus, but only one of them came out of the tomb. And they realized that the real embedding of the message that is in the whole of Scripture that came to reality in Jesus was the power of the resurrection. That's what it was all about. And uh, they realize then that at the root of this is not a divine being who's seeking to control, but a God seeking to love and show it in as many ways as possible in the midst of a crazy mixed up world. They discover that the starting point is love itself, not as a philosophy or as a commodity, but as an essence, not as a religious creed, but as a person, if we fail to understand the true essence and nature of love, then we fail to interpret the Bible through the correct lens. And believe me, that's a big problem. But the Easter egg trail does lead to the golden egg. It's all pointing to the fact that light dispels darkness. You may not have figured it out yet, but darkness never overcomes light. It's always the other way around. You don't need to live in darkness in your mind, in your thinking, in your soul, in your spirit, in your heart, in your life, because light dispels darkness. And Easter is about the one who said, I am the light of the world, breaking out of the darkness of a sealed tomb to do the other thing that's so important, which is that death over life overcomes death. Now we live mentally and physically in an environment where we think death overcomes life. Jesus came to change that view and say it's the other way around. Not only does light dispel darkness, but life overcomes death. There is a place to live when you spot the Easter egg that will bring you to where light will always dispel darkness and where life will overcome death. The most powerful element in existence in our being is not death, it's actually life. So I propose to you, in the light of the Easter story, that life wins. I propose to you that love wins. And that our 
opportunity and our call is to find the Easter eggs that are telling us in life all the time by God's wonderful presence and by the revelation of all that he is that life wins and love wins and if I find that life I win and if I find that love I win and the whole essence of the Christian gospel is not about showing you how bad you are and how angry God is and looking at it through that model it's showing you that life wins and love wins and when you find the Easter eggs that show you that which is all to do with all this wonderful story and the empty tomb then you find the life every one of us today is condemned but not by the judgment of God we are condemned by the life of Christ we are condemned by Christ's death condemned to love and condemned to life accept your punishment beloved come alive that's your punishment because of what Jesus did at Easter now Jesus said about the greatest egg hunt of all and I'll finish with this and Joel's coming to sing here's what he said ask and it will be given you seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you Jesus was giving us the invitation to find the golden egg in the egg hunt that is our life and said if you'll seek for it you will find it if you'll knock it will be opened if you ask you will receive Joel's coming to sing a song that says if you will seek for me you'll find me because you think I'm hidden from your view but he's not he's like the embedded bits in the story is right there he's right there for you his love and his kindness and his grace are here for you today and I want you to find the life that overcomes death and the light that dispels darkness because that's what Jesus came to do for you this Easter I pray father right now that every eye of every heart will be open to receive and to respond to find who you truly are and what you've truly done this Easter time so that in every life the darkness will be dispelled by the light and the death will be dispelled by the life. In Jesus' name.